WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics. And we're back! (laughs) Welcome back to our party. We are the hosts. And today, we're talking about Waitress, the musical. Well... And I guess other things, too. All the things. The Waitress universe. (laughs) The waitress fandom. <laughs> I bet that's a thing. Oh, I'm. Oh, there's so much on like Ao3 that I haven't even looked at that I don't know if I want to know. No, not with this. No, <laughs> but I'm sure it exists. Weird. Okay. Um. <laughs> so Jade and I saw Waitress on tour last week. I don't know. Two weeks ago when this comes out, I don't know. We saw it recently, and mm-hmm. we were like. What is a perfect episode for our comeback but Waitress? And here we are. I mean, the only thing better probably would have been finishing Harry Potter, but we both know that's not going to happen for a while. Or Emma Lord's new book, or... (laughs) We don't need to worry about that. This is, like, fifth best. We're, like, trying to ease in. This we can talk about for years. The other stuff... Also years, so... It's just the other stuff requires more homework. (laughs) Yeah, and we do not stand doing more work. Exactly. So, Jade, what is your slash our history with this (laughs) movie slash musical? So, I don't remember this, but apparently, like you were saying, I forced you to watch this movie, which, okay, that's fine. By forced, it was... Please come over and watch this movie. And I said, okay. It wasn't like she's trapped me down. It was like, watch this. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it happened. Okay, so Waitress the Movie came out in 2007, which it definitely gives off like early 90s vibes. So, yes. I don't know how to feel about that. But, uh,. Yeah, 2007, Carrie Russell and Nathan Fillion, um, babes. Yep. It, um, we liked the movie. It was kind of intense, but it was still pretty cute. Um, just imagine, if you've seen the musical, just imagine the musical, but darker. And, uh, that's what you get. Without music. (laughs) Yeah, so just more sad. Um, Yeah, so we watched the movie, had a blast. Then we listened to the soundtrack. um, And that was a time. That was interesting. And then we found a bootleg. And by we, I mean me. Because if you ever need a YouTube bootleg. A slime tutorial. (laughs) A slime tutorial. A, uh mysterious google drive file um i am the one to find it and by i'm the one to find it i mean it finds me somehow i think it's just fate it's magic i'm pretty sure yeah um i have superpowers and that's the only one i have um (laughs) (laughs) um so we sat down during it was during lockdown, wasn't it? Or no, it was before that. I think it was before that. Either way, we were at our own houses and we did the thing where we were texting each other 
hey, start watching three, two, one now, and we hit play at the same time, and we're texting each other our comments, just like- instead of watching it in the same house, which would have been normal. Yeah, no, we're just like all caps screaming at the whole thing. Um, My gosh, and it was the original Broadway cast, Jesse Mueller and- Drew Gelling. Drew Gelling. I was like, I know it's Drew something. Um, oh my gosh, they're just, I can't even comprehend how amazing they are. And then, not only did we do that and just get completely obsessed, um, it just so happens there was another slime tutorial with Jeremy Jordan and Shoshana Bean. My it's a work gosh. Of art. <laughs> Literally, the file on my computer, because I did save it, um is called the most important video you will ever watch and to this day that's still true there are no other important videos we watch the movie we won't listen to it and we watch the bootlegs and we've always wanted to see it live because obviously but it closed 2020 in new york and then it came back in new york and hasn't i don't think it's really toured around us no until recently and we knew it was coming and we were kind of like oh we want to see this but the tickets are so expensive like they were over a hundred dollars a piece it was a big commitment and we're poor college and grad students so but jay got a mysterious email from the fates (laughs) that was like here today only get 25 dollar tickets and so we got $25 orchestra kind of tickets. Yeah. My gosh. And we saw Waitress. <laughs> and now our lives are complete. Just kidding. <laughs> There's still more things to see. Yeah. But um, that checks off one of the bucket list items, I think. Yep. And it's just, I've seen so much musical theater since I moved back to DFW. <laughs> That I feel so full and happy. That I now have a favorite seat at the AT&T Performing Arts Center. Like, Great. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, Jade, what are your overall thoughts on, like, the plot? Not the songs. Not our, specifically the production we saw, but just, like, the plot itself. Um... Well, I mean, it's kind of weird talking about that because we've seen it at least three times. I don't know if you've seen it more than that. Um, (laughs) So, I don't know. Like, of course, nothing really surprised me. Um, I don't know. Like, what is the plot of the whole thing okay i should do a recap of the plot that's probably a good thing yes so basically we got jenna who's a waitress and she discovers that she's pregnant with her abusive husband's baby because they got drunk and made bad decisions and so she's basically spends this whole movie kind of like coming to terms with having a child and in the process of this, she starts to have an affair with her doctor, Dr. Pometer, and she makes pies. 
<laughs> and wow. then she has a child <laughs> and she finds the meaning of happiness. Yep. That's the plot. <laughs> that really sums it up quite well, actually. Um <laughs> Okay. Um Yeah, I mean I don't know. I like it. I don't have any complaints. Everything's pretty good to me. Yeah. I think that I mean, I haven't seen the movie in a really long time. It's been like three years. So this is definitely about the musical. I don't know how much is different. I don't remember. I was going to rewatch the movie and then I didn't. So (laughs) I think that this musical is very idealistic, which is fine. It's a musical. And so it's got lots of blurred lines about affairs and like what makes people happy and... Everything just wraps up so nicely, which is, again, mm-hmm. fine. It's a musical. And, but for it's like, and, like, I don't think it's trying to be a life-changing commentary or anything like that or, like, have a really strong point. But at least four people in this show are having an affair. And yeah. the affairs are framed in a way as this, I wasn't happy until I started having an affair with you. Mm-hmm. kind of thing which is like rough to like so it almost seems like the musical is romanticizing affairs <laughs> yeah which i don't love but i also love the story of jenna going from abused wife to someone who's strong enough to stand on her own mm-hmm. and be her own person and fight for herself and just like be able to leave her husband and go on and find her own life without him, no matter what anybody else says. And then I like the way that the relationship she builds throughout the shows, not just with Dr. Pometer, but with her coworkers and the owner of the diner, help her along the way. So it's a nice message. It makes it sweet. Yeah. It's feel good. I think it's at least somewhat relatable too, which is nice because you don't always have that powerful female. Like, she didn't get stronger because of a man. And that that's a hard story and a hard narrative to find, which does come from the movie, but it's just kind of... You get to see it again in a different way in the musical. Yeah. And, like, she does, like, having an affair with Dr. Pometer helps her to see her own worth. But it helps her to see what she's been missing so that she can go off on her own. Like, they don't Mm -hmm. end up together in the end. Yeah. Which is beautiful. I mean, they both, like, recognize... She recognizes and tells him that, like, we can't keep doing this. We need to be our own people. Mm -hmm. And... But, like, she tells him, like, you mean so much to me. I'm never going to forget you. But we can't keep doing this. The people Mm -hmm. around us are so important to continue to do this. So she learns and she grows and she moves on and she becomes successful powerhouse woman. And we love her. (laughs) Who's your favorite character? Dawn. 
without hesitation. I love Dawn so much. She's so cute. (laughs) Who's your favorite character? I mean, so the way this musical was done... The, like, my favorite underdog character was Cal. He was so (laughs) hilarious. Like, he was, he wasn't just, like, grumpy old man. He was, like, nice grumpy old man. Like, Luke Danes vibes. Big Luke Danes vibes. Yeah, like, it was so sweet. He was so funny. Um, But, I mean, and, like, Pometer, of course, is always adorable. <laughs> like, just so hilarious. Um, but I think Jenna. I just... Apparently, I exude main character vibes, so... I told her that the other day, and it's going to our head. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. So, let's talk about what the production we saw, which, just, like, seeing it on stage and the touring cast and all that stuff. We saw it. And there was a technical difficulty within the first 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) They're like trying to do the song, The Negative, and they're about, they're towards the end of it. Yeah, they're like halfway through it, at least. And the curtain starts coming down. Well, first, the microphones are like, they're malfunctioning and it's kind of screeching and all this stuff. And the curtain starts coming down. Well, they don't notice. And someone in the crew, like, pulls one of them inside so they literally don't get killed by the curtain yeah and then there was a nice 10 minute break and then it was back and it was great (laughs) yeah i just thought it was funny like i made the joke that was like well these were 25 dollar (laughs) tickets we were sitting by this group of people who were like definitely like middle-aged people here as a friend group to come see a musical like a group of people who like on a regular basis, go and see musicals together. It and was they so cute. We're having the time of their life. <laughs> this so man good. in front of us was having the best night of his life, <laughs> laughing so hard at everything. And it was just one of those things that, like, we've seen the show and bootlegs so many times, but watching it live, surrounded by other people, and being able to hear other people's reactions. There was, like, a group of girls and, like, the like top level who would like out loud cheer whenever Jenna and Dr. Palmer did anything. And it was just like nice to be around other people watching this. Oh my god. And like seeing their reactions to Bad Idea. And like when Earl starts singing his like song when they're in their house and like everybody like seeing the way that people like started to realize what was happening to her and the way that the whole crowd changed. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, like, up to that point, it's been really funny. And so, at first, people were, like, laughing at the stuff, expecting it to be funny. And then they realized, wait, this isn't funny anymore. Yeah. And, like, the way that everything changed and people were, like, shushing each other and being, like, shut up, this isn't funny. Was this, like, amazing to watch? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Low-key, I was kind of annoyed by those girls. They were so obnoxious. <laughs> the first time it was funny and then they kept going. But I, like, appreciated it because, like, I don't think they knew what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they were, like, a group who was, like, kind of laughing at the Earl stuff and then realized, oh, shoot, we shouldn't be laughing at this. Yeah. And so, like, I liked being able to hear their first time watching this. 
Yeah. Even I think if it, it was, was a more bit annoying. annoying that people were like shushing them. I think that's what was annoying because it like it would happen every single time. Anytime anyone did anything, there were noises. Like it was so funny. Like we were fine. We were just chilling cuz we'd seen it before. But everyone else like every other line was like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. So, shout out to Live Theater. Thank you for being amazing. <laughs> I hope we never lose you. Oh, man. So, that was just one of the good things about coming out of a pandemic, watching Live Theater again. Mm. And, like, the last show that I saw at that place was Town, which is a completely different vibe. Yeah. And so, like, there wasn't as much laughter. There wasn't as much reaction from the crowd for that one because there's less things to laugh at it's much more serious and so being at a lighthearted show with other people was really nice yeah i would even say the same for wicked like yeah there were funny parts but it does get pretty dark pretty serious it's pretty dark pretty fast honestly yeah after popular it's all downhill (laughs) pretty much that's one of those like we went into dark shows after COVID. <laughs> we started off at the bottom. Well, I started off with a high school production of Little Women. Okay, so did I. I was not counting that. <laughs> We're not you know, doing that's that. That's also right dark. Now. Little Women's also dark. Yeah, literally, people die. <laughs> like, little high schoolers were dying. I'm like, oh my god. Little high schoolers that we knew. <laughs> All of our friends are, like, crying because our friend is dying on stage. Like, actively dying. Yeah, that was an experience. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Everyone's just sobbing. Oh, no, wait. The first musical I saw was, like, Community Theater of Les Mis. Les Mis, yeah. Which is also dark. (laughs) Dude. We really just went for it. Yeah. But, like, the pro ones. Yeah, pro ones. Yeah. We're... Not as happy lighthearted. So this is lighthearted show. That was nice to see. Um, when we like walked in, uh, we were like pointing at the curtain that was like a pie, and then Jade kept pointing out the spinning pies that were on part of the stage. <laughs> when the whole show malfunctioned, the pies stopped spinning, and I got upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, they stopped. Yeah, so this show has a pit on the stage. Oh my gosh. And they just, they like, were the main characters. They main just like sit in the back and energy. like play the instruments. And then like sometimes they're wearing hats and they're like reacting to people. Oh and my gosh. The ensemble and the like pit orchestra. They're not in the pit. So the orchestra was like they stole really. stole the show. They're really funny to watch. Yes. Like, of course, you're watching all the other stuff, but, like, I think that's also the beauty of us getting to see it again, is that we got to notice everything. We got to see stuff we hadn't seen before. Um, like, I, in the very beginning, I didn't notice at first that um, the Jenna's mom and dad were fighting in the back yeah i noticed that too i was like did i just miss that 
Or is that new for this? I don't know. Like, was it new for the tour? That's what I was wondering. I was like, oh my gosh, that's dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the, like, part in what Bacon can do when her mom comes up. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember that part either. I mean, it literally says, like, she's talking to her mom. I don't know. I'm, like, a big... You're a big music person. I'm a big choreography person. And so, like, watching the movements and stuff. All of Dr. Pometer's movements. Hilarious. He's a beautiful, beautiful character. Like, I like that we've also seen different actors play each of the roles. Because they all do it a little bit different. The touring guy, which I cannot remember his name because I lost my playbill, apparently. Is, like, he's all leg. (laughs) (laughs) He's all so, like, all of his movements were very, like, flaily and stuff. But, like, Jeremy Jordan is not all leg. And so, like, he's more, like, caricature funny. Yeah. And Drew Gelling's mostly leg, too. Yeah. But, like, there's a scene where Dr. Pometer, like, leaps over the, like, operating table or whatever. And I was like, this man is insane. <laughs> or but I love him. Where he, like... He leaps again to kick the door closed, and he lands like Spider-Man. And I was like, this guy is really trying to be Andrew Garfield right now. Like, he's really attempting. (laughs) Like, that's what this guy reminded me of, wholeheartedly. (laughs) Do you have any other thoughts about what we saw? (sighs) Oh my gosh, but like... (laughs) Um, I have some notes from our beautiful friend who got to see it with us, Aubrey, our incredible redhead crazy friend. Not curly um, hair, though, because she's lame. What? She doesn't have curly hair. Oh, I honestly didn't hear what you said. All I heard was lame, and I was like, hello? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, She was upset about... Dr. Pometer. But they didn't end up together? Or just in Um, general? (laughs) So, she said he was an NPC. He was just an element used in a chemical reaction to create Jenna 2.0. Which totally tracks, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, I noticed this time that he's in it a lot less than I thought he was. Yeah. For the fact that, like, that's like a major or like i think that it's a major plot point he's in like 25 percent of the show yeah but yeah that makes perfect sense that he's just there Mm -hmm. which is like a good thing and a bad thing because i wouldn't want her to become jenna 2.0 because of him right so so like i it's hard i like that he like is there to inspire something in her so that she can do it on her own. Yeah. But also, I wish I could have seen more of him because I love him. Yeah. And then I thought about this, too, how he said he wasn't happy in his marriage. And then it's not brought up again. Like, Jenna's like, well, she loves you a lot. Well, he explicitly said he wasn't happy. So... That's kind of a weird plot hole to have. Yeah, he does. He, like, the whole reason he's in this affair is because she, Jenna makes him happier than his wife. 
but also like that's Jenna tells him that they can't do this anymore because of how much his wife loves him. And so it's it's just a weird there's no way that Dr. Palmer and his wife are gonna be together for very long. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no way. Just he's unfaithful and she's a good person. Yeah. Like <laughs> Jenna's unfaithful, but her husband is trash. Which like Yeah. Bad husbands isn't an ex- a reason to, to have an affair. But like she's unhappy and she gets out of the relationship. Like she's actively trying to get out of her relationship with her husband. She mm-hmm. just doesn't know how because he's abusive. While, yeah. like, Dr. Pomoner just, like, wakes up one day and is like, I like this girl better. Which is, like, kind of a red flag. Yeah. But he's cute. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> um, And then one more, like, not complaint, but just kind of thing to notice is, like, how Jenna just told Earl, I want a divorce, and it worked out perfectly at the end. But, like, one, it was long enough. Like, if that musical is long. So you couldn't really hash out any more of the details. Maybe there could have been another line or two added to explain. But, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those, like I mentioned, like, this musical just wraps up way too nicely yeah everybody's happy everybody gets exactly what they want except for dr pomoner i guess and everybody just moves on with their life and then they're like she's like i want a divorce let's break up and it's like why didn't you do that at the beginning if that's all it took like her circumstances have not changed anyway she's just a stronger person yeah so i guess it was just the she needed to be able to say that yeah um, she loved Dawn, of course. Dawn! <laughs> um, Becky flirting with Cal was hilarious, which literally is. Um, their dynamic was so good. Uh, and then she was struck by the line, what if I never do anything more than what I've already done? And, like, Oof. dang. <laughs> At our age, it's like, oh, that hurts. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> let's go through the songs. Okay. So, musical starts. We got What's Inside, which is just, you know, like choral singing. <laughs> Yeah. It's fine. And then we have opening up. Literally, if you ever want a song to wake up to, this is perfect. It's so upbeat and, like, it's such a good introduction to all of the characters. Yes. And it makes you happy. (laughs) Yes, literally opening up, letting the day in. Like, those lines get me out of bed. (laughs) It's awesome. Or I'm just on my way to work like, ah, today's going to be perfect. And it's usually not, but it's fine. But it starts optimistic. Yes! Yeah, so like this song starts and like Cal's in the kitchen, Jenna's waitressing, Becky and Dawn show up and they're off to the waitressing and they're like bantering with each other and like 
just the dynamic is established. Yeah. I think we also meet Joe in that song, Old Man Joe. Do we? I thought that was, like, right after. Maybe it's right after. But, like, in that section, mm-hmm. we get, this is where everybody is. They're at a diner. They're waitresses. And Jenna makes pies. Yep. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> Pretty much. And then from there, she, like, Joe comes in, and Jenna's the only one who can serve him because he's so picky and everybody hates him. And so she's, like, taking his order, but then she gets sick. And so Becky and Don make her take a pregnancy test, which gives us the negative, which we listen to twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And, like, all of these songs up until this point are so lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Like, even, like, oh, like, I have to take a pregnancy test is, like, a fun song. And it's funny. Yeah. And it's just Becky and Don forcing Jenna to take a pregnancy test. And they're like, maybe it's negative. (laughs) Plot twist, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And then it goes into what baking can do, which changes the tone. Yeah, it kind of does. Like, the bridge especially, but it's still fairly upbeat. And it's like a power song. And it's like a necessary change of tone. It's not weird. Yeah. Like, we have Jenna just found out that she's pregnant and she, like, is not happy. She's not happy with that. Mm -hmm. And it moves into what baking can do where she's kind of, like, verbally processing her thoughts yeah while baking if you ever want a vocal challenge uh, sing that song i dare you (laughs) and then send us a video (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a rough time yeah that's i just like the choreography whenever she's baking pies is yeah. this the one where the ensemble members are like copying her actions? I or is think that later? So. She's like baking and there's like people in the ensemble in the background. So it's like very bare bones set. It's like yeah. two steel things in a table. Like steel shelves in a table. Yeah. And so like she's like rolling out a pie and behind her ensemble members are also doing that. Which is cool. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. And it's very she's- minimalist. Yeah. Which works. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we move into Club Knocked Up, <laughs> which is hilarious. And there are, like, scenes in between these, but, like, that's not important. It's fine. <laughs> which, so she goes to the doctor because she's pregnant, and these ladies are singing about Welcome to the Knocked Up Club. <laughs> and it's, like, Precious Little Parasite. Like, it's just so funny. I don't even. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And then we get Jenna and Mr. Pometer meet for the first time. Dr. Pometer. Mr. Pometer. That That sounds so weird. Dr. Pometer and Jenna meet. And he, like, she, like, brings a pie to her, what she thought was her OBGYN, who no longer works there. Which is, like... Like, I understand the necessity of that if you're going to have Dr. Pomander in there. But, like, how does she not know that her doctor retired? 
I mean, I imagine it was only an OBGYN if she didn't really go there. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Another plot hole. It's fine. Whoops. <laughs> so they meet, and then he's like, I don't eat pie. I'm on a sugar diet. And she's like, that's so sad for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die lonely and sad. <laughs> and then she leaves the pie and moves on with her life. And then he eats it. And it's the best thing that he's ever had. He eats it. So this song starts, and he's like trying to find something to eat the pie with. He starts eating it with his stethoscope around his neck. And then the time signature changes from 4-4 to 6-8. And it's magical. I love that you know that. <laughs> it's fine. But that's a good, good transition. It picks up. He flails his legs. <laughs> he just keeps eating it. It's amazing. I love that they just get people to play Dr. Pometer and they're like, all you got to do, be as goofy as possible on stage. Just act like a little kid. And sing these like three songs. Yeah. Except not a little kid. This this musical is not safe for work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There are, it's only like a few moments, but it's like, oh, that, I, mm -mm." Yeah, we'll get to that. So from the Dr. Pometer stuff, we transition back to the diner. And they're like asking Jenna about her doctor's appointment, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get subplot. Dawn's on a dating app because she's never been on a date before. (laughs) New Dawn rising. So she's, like, talking about her dating app, and, like, she, like, describes her, like, bio, and it's so cute. It's, like, loves historical documentaries, has played Betsy Ross 30 times, and I'm calling it New Dawn Rising. (laughs) And they're, like, that's perfect. That's great. Good luck. Just, like... Anytime Don does anything with relationships, Becky and Jenna are like, uh, I don't know about that. But also, they're both in horrible marriages, so what do they know? Yeah. So, then Don goes into his whole song about how she's nervous about going on a date. Called When He Sees Me, which I love. Yeah. It's It's a pretty relatable song. Yeah, it's definitely, like, over dramatic yeah that's but yeah it's so it's still relatable like she talks about like how she's scared she's like what if he eats the cookie before the cream what if he's colorblind what how untrustworthy is that (laughs) but like the whole point is like what if like i fall in love with somebody and doesn't love me back like yeah like what if when he sees me he wants to again and, like, that is such a sweet line. It's just the, like, vulnerability of relationships. Like, it's scary. I get you, Don. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get, it only takes a ta- taste. Only takes a taste. Uh, Jenna's coming home from work, and 
to no one's surprise, Dr. Palmer's there for some reason. And he just starts talking about how amazing her pie is. Yeah. He, like, insults her and then starts singing about her, so. He's just the most awkward man alive. (laughs) She's like, you are so dumb. And he's like, I don't, woman, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) But then they, like, sing the song together. And, like, once you sing a duet on a bus bench, you have to fall in love. Those are the rules. Yeah. So they, like, start to, like, the whole mannerisms, they're, like, sitting down the entire time on this bench. And they're kind of just, like, leaning into each other and, like, looking at each other. And there's, like, times when they, like, both look at each other at the same time and, like, both look away at the same time. And, like, times when, like, he'll look at her, but she won't. And then she'll look at him and he won't. And it's, like, very, like, very cute beginning of a relationship Mm -hmm. choreography. And then, like, the song ends and they're both, like, awkward, like. That didn't happen, but it did. But it did. (laughs) And then we have You Will Still Be Mine. Which is the song we skip every time. I was like, I don't remember this one. It's because it's the one I skipped. (laughs) This is, uh, we like flashback to Jenna's house and like Earl sings her a song and he's like, it's just very indicative of the relationship. He's very emotionally abusive. She's, like, very beaten down. Mm-hmm. And so seeing the difference between the two relationships. Yeah. it. This song, it's so funny. The way it's written, it would be romantic if you didn't have the context. Because it's, you will be mine forever. Like, you're sweet. You're this. I love you. All this stuff. But if you don't have the context for the way he's saying it and why he's saying it, it, ugh. Right. It comes, like, right after he, oh, no, wait, that's later. Yeah. Like, later he, like, tells her, like, don't love this baby more than you love me. Yeah. Or is it this time? I don't remember. No, I think it's later. Yeah. So he's just very, like, he, like, every time she comes in, he's like, how much money did we make? And, like, this scene starts where he, like, got fired from his job. And he's like, yes, you're the only one making money now. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you are a piece of trash. Which I think it's, like, really well written of an abusive relationship. Is the fact that his words sound nice, but his actions do not. Yeah. And if you're just paying attention to the words, you're like, oh, that's sweet. But you gotta take the whole picture into account. And that... Man, like, whoever plays Earl. First of all, we had this whole discussion of, like, when he came out, you know, at the very end, yeah, y'all, like, applaud. Curtain call. Curtain call. It was like, what is that? Uh, He was the one that was cheered for the least, and he was the one that did the best. And that's kind of the irony of it. Like, I think you have to know going into that role People are going to hate you, but that means you're doing it right. The same thing when anybody plays a villain in a TV show or movie. Like, not like a Loki villain. I was like, like, yeah, no. <laughs> but like like a true bad person. Yeah. Like, people on the internet are going to hate you because nobody knows the difference between reality and movies anymore. But like that, the fact that people hate him is proof that he did a good job 
And he's not like, it's not some fantastical thing. He's not an alien or some kind of creature or it's not some like weird thing that's super out of reach that people can still like relate to. It's like you, you want to hate him because you know that this, this situation is real. Yeah. They're like high school sweethearts and this is like how their life is. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah. And so, like, taking that from, like, Dawn's song about, like, when he sees me and, like, her fears of dating and, like, looking at, like, how Jenna's life has turned out, be like, Dawn has a valid fear yeah, of, like, what's going to happen, especially because she's seen that in Jenna. Yeah. I think at some point she says that. She's like, yeah, just like you guys have perfect marriages. And they're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or maybe they say something about it. They're like, well, don't rush into this because you don't want to turn out like us. I forget which way it went, but. Yeah. And then we have a soft place to land. Ugh, probably one of my favorites, honestly. Please elaborate. Well, okay. This is literally just musically. Like. It is pretty much just the three voices and the harmonies. You just, there's no, there's almost no way to blend this super well. It is so hard to get this to sound right together. Like me and some of my friends wanted to sing this at one point and it didn't happen. And I'm almost glad it didn't because it kind of would have ruined it. Um... Because you just have to have the perfect mix of people who have practiced this so many times. And of course, it's where the famous um, blowing onto the flower scene happens. Right. If you've seen any promo pictures for Waitress, it's from this. Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them. (laughs) Yep. Because it's just the three of them singing together. Yeah. And then we transition to Dawn's first date. Well, after her first date. Yeah. She, she The guy that she went on a date with, his name is Ogi. Because, of course, he, like, comes to the diner. And Dawn's, like, freaking out because she thinks he's weird. But he's, like, singing a song about how you're never, ever going to get rid of me. Because I love you so much, basically. I first want to note that Ogi is short for Oklahoma. Of course. My what else would it be short for? <laughs> I, I don't want to know. Um, not short for anything. His parents just hate him. <laughs> um, the other thing is, I've never really liked his character, and I... I hate that because it's really cute in the musical, but it's also low-key creepy. Like, in the movie, he freaked me out. Like, he was so creepy. Yeah, we talked about that afterwards, about how I don't know how I feel about relationships when people tell their relationship story, and it's like, oh, like, he pursued me for, like, four years, and I kept saying no, and then eventually I said yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's, like, stalkerish. But we think it's cute because they're in a happy relationship now. Yeah. And, like, this song is, like, 
cute, but it's also a little bit stalkerish. Mm-hmm. He's like, he like the literally the song is "You're Never Getting Rid of Me." I love you, like, but you're never ever getting rid of me. And it's yeah. like, no means no. If she doesn't want to be with you, leave. And like they end up together and they end up happily married, but it's like the path to get there is a little weird. Yeah. And so, like, part of it can be taken as, like, Dawn's naive, so she doesn't really know what she wants. And that's yeah. why she, like, rejects him. But then also, like, he is weird. Like, she's right. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how I feel. They're, like, a fun com- comedic relief to the musical. But yeah. also, like, it's a little weird if you think about it too hard. Yeah. Just ignore it. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. And then the act one closer is Bad Idea. In which... <laughs> watching this with a live audience was way more intense than I expected it to be. Yeah. Basically, this song, Jenna goes to her doctor's appointment and her and Dr. Pometer talk about their connection and then they act on their connection Mm-hmm. And they sing about how it's a bad idea that they're doing this, but they do it anyway. Yeah. And, like, it's not explicit in any way. It's very, like, the choreography of it is very comedic. Yeah. But, like, they are having sex on screen. Like, that's very implied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, like, actually... It's just, like, kissing, but... They... Yeah, and, like, he, like, climbs on top of her. Yeah. And that's, like, about it. But, like, the intensity is there. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, we know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. When they start, like, doing all this stuff, you know all those girls are screaming. You know. The guy in front of us was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. So good. But I love the song. It's so good. It's such a good duet. Like, I love singing it. It's terrible. It's awful. It's just intense to watch. Like, when you watch it on, like, screen, like, on a bootleg, you're like, yeah, this is happening. But when you're watching it surrounded by everyone else who's, like, seeing the same things as you are, and some people, like, don't know that it's going this way. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were sitting next to, like, a really, like, I was sitting next to an old couple. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder how they're reacting to this right now. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, ignore it. It's fine. Don't but like it's it. it's done in a well that a way that you laugh about it. Yeah. Like not like you're not embarrassed by it, you're not mortified by it. Like everybody's laughing. Yeah. Which I think that this musical does really well. Mm-hmm. The balance between intense and comedy. Yeah. And that's act 1. I didn't realize that was the act 1 closer. I'm not even going to lie. I forgot. I was like, "Oh, it it's stopping? What is happening?" <laughs> Yeah. And like it feels like it should just keep going. Yeah. There's like some musicals where like the intermission is needed. Yeah. Needed to process, needed to take a break. Like Wicked, the first act is so long. Yeah. Oh my god. And like after Defying Gravity, you need a moment. Yeah. Hades Town, you need a moment to process everything. Band this musical stand. like the bandstand act one closer. You need Newsies. a lot of moments. Yeah. 
This one, like, you could just keep going. Yeah. Which I think is, like, it was a movie first. Mm-hmm. And so it's written in that way. The story is written in a way that you could just watch it in one sitting. But, like, yeah. that's not how musicals work. Musicals have two acts. Yeah. So, it was good. I mean, there was an yeah. act one. And then it act just, two. That's what bothers me is there's not a really good transition into act two. It's like, oh, it goes into this really intense song about don't judge Becky because she's also having an affair, like, pot calling the kettle black. It's like, well... That's not the best transition into Act 2. Yeah, that idea by itself is not the best Act 1 closer. Right. There are better ones. Defying Gravity is powerful. Right This Way from Bandstand is so powerful. Uh, The Hamilton one that I can't remember. Shoot, I remember the other one, but... uh... Oh my gosh, why can't I remember it? That's so embarrassing. (laughs) This is why Mike says we're fake fans. <laughs> I know this musical from heart, and I... Do you? Nonstop. Mm, you're right. That one's great. Like, I loved Act 1 Closers that like bring in all the songs from the first act. Mm. And like, bring it to a sense of finality. But like not quite final. Like, yeah. leaves, like, wraps up everything that happens, but also leaves you wanting more. Yeah. This one doesn't wrap up everything that's happening, but it does leave you wanting more. Yeah. Like, you're eager to know what ne- happens next. You're just, there's no sense of closure to it. Yeah. But it works. That's why I totally forgot that was the closer. Right. So, then Act 2 starts with I Didn't Plan It. Also a fun song to sing. Which is Becky's, basically Jenna finds out that Becky and Cal are having an affair and she like calls them out and then Becky's like, shut up, I know what you're doing with your doctor. But then then they like make up at the end and I'm like, this whole song was you like hating her and now you're like, fine. Okay. It's a very like strong power song. Yeah. That's why Kiala Seattle started it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the next song is Bad Idea Reprise, which is even more explicit than the other one. Jeez. It's, uh... (laughs) It's, like, it starts with, like, Jenna coming in with, like, different pies, and so it's, like, a series of her, like, coming in and, like, giving Dr. Palmer pies, and it's, like, in the dark, dark chocolate pie, pineapple upside down pie, like... Yeah. Funny pies, and then, like, showing that they're, like, continuing to have this affair. And then also, like, but then Cal and Becky come in and Don and Ogie come in. And so it's like, yeah, everybody's having sex. Yeah. And that's the song. Yep. That one I and could skip over in person. In uh, listening to it, it's actually really fun to listen to. So Yeah. And then in between this, I think is when Earl finds out that Jenna's pregnant. Yes. And so... That's fun. And so then Jenna, like, pulls back from Dr. Prometer. Yeah. He's also, like, on a trip with his wife, and she's like, nope. Yeah. I have to stop this. And then they sing the best song in the musical. (laughs) I beg to differ, but okay. It's my favorite song in the musical. You Matter to Me. 
is so beautiful. This is the one scene from the movie that I remember vividly. Yep. And, like, this song is amazing. I love the line where she's like, it's addicted to think that the things that you say might matter to somebody. Mm -hmm. It's just... Basically, Dr. Palmer comes back from his trip and is like, I missed you. And she's like, we can't do this anymore. And then he's like, teach me to make a pie. And so then they're like singing the song about how they matter to each other. Yeah. Which is so, it's so nice to hear them say that they're important to each other and not I love you. Yeah. Because it holds the same weight. Like, there are people in my life that matter a lot to me. But, like, I love you is a different kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, saying that somebody matters feels heavier. Yeah. And so I just love that. I just love that song and that scene and just... Yeah. And the little break where she's talking and she's like, Dear baby, I hope you find somebody who just wants to hold you for 10 minutes straight and doesn't try to kiss you, doesn't pull away, but just wants to hold you mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Don't settle for less. There's like people that come up in my mind when that song comes on or that song starts playing in my head when I think of those people. Like that's how impactful this song is. It's so good. And then we transition to a more fun song. Yes. Because I, I've noticed this, and I know it's an intentional technique of, like, writing, that heavy things are always followed by fun things. That's just how you write things. And I, I don't know how There's also I... another reason for this song. What's the other reason? The main actress has to get a break to change into another costume and the pregnant belly. You're right. <laughs> because I was like, wait, where's Jenna? At She's not at the wedding. Oh, yeah, she has to change. It's yeah. like her one break in the whole thing. You're so right. It's a very practical song. It has no meaning, honestly. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there was a time uh, in community college when things get a little wild. um, I had one of my male friends tell one of my other male friends, both very straight men, I love you like a table. My legs were carved for you. And that was one of my favorite moments. (laughs) Yeah, the song is called I Love You Like a Table. It's Don and Ogie's Wedding. It's just as ridiculous as it sounds. Yep. And that's the song. <laughs> and then right at the end, Jenna shows up with yeah. a stack of pies. And then it transitions to Take It From An Old Man, where I owner of the diner song. dances with Jenna and is like giving her advice. And it's so sweet. It's so cute. Take it from an old man, time's just sand slipping past. Like, ah! I like that all of the characters in this musical, except for Earl, are, like, people that you might think are bad people, but are actually, like, everybody in this musical, except for Earl, has a good side. Yeah. 
So it's like taking like like Earl, bad person. And for Jenna's life, she needs to surround herself by good people. And so it's just a series of all these good people coming into her life. And like people who at front, you're like, ooh, they're kind of mean. Like Cal is really grumpy. Joe is really grumpy. But they also like for Jenna soften up and become people that she needs. Mm-hmm. And it's sweet. And then everything falls apart. <laughs> Pretty um, much. Dear baby will make you cry. Yeah. Earl shows up and he's like, come back home. Because, major plot point, we just forgot to mention. Joe has been encouraging Jenna to enter a pie contest with a huge prize. Mm-hmm. And so Jenna's like, I'll enter this pie contest, get the money, and leave Earl. Yeah. And then, so she's been hiding money all around the house, so Earl doesn't know about it because he always asks for her tips. Mm-hmm. And then, after taking it from an old man, he's found her money and is like, do you think I'm an idiot? And, like, gets kind of physically abusive. Slams a guitar. One of my yeah, favorite parts. Yeah, he's just, like, very <laughs> erratic. Yeah. And basically she has to be like, oh, I was saving this money for the baby. Yeah. And then she says, like, speaks, dear baby, leaning into she used to be mine. And dear baby's like, if you wonder why we didn't win the contest, it's because all the money went to your crib. Yeah. And then she sings she used to be mine, which is powerful. A banger. That's (laughs) my favorite. Because it's my favorite to sing, it's just... Like, you'll cry singing it. It's just so... Of course, it's like the stereotypical, like, belting song, whatever. Everyone's obsessed with it. It has, like, millions and millions more listens than everything else in the whole thing. Like, double anything else in the whole soundtrack. Because it's just... It's so much. Yeah, it's the the song where the main character goes on the stage and pours her heart out. Yeah. But, like, it's such a, like, powerful song because it's the moment that she realizes that she needs to be something else. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's the moment she realizes her own worth. She's singing about how she, like, used to be this amazing person and that all these things happened to her and she's not that anymore. Yeah. And now we're just like, okay, now what? I think the beauty of this song is that everyone has the liberty to do it different. I haven't heard it the same way twice, even from the same person singing it. Jesse Mueller, who originated the role, sings it different every time because that's just the kind of role it is. Not everyone does it the same. Um, And that the girl who did it, Oh my gosh. Like, I can't even comprehend how incredible she was. Just her rich voice. And that that goes for every single person. Like, there's something to be said when a touring cast has such incredible voices. Like, I thought the cast of Wicked's voices were better than the original ones because they were so rich and so deep and i love the original cast for waitress and i'll 
never apologize for that. But I loved these guys, too. They were all just, it sounded like butter. Just so smooth and so rich. Yes. I just realized that I can look up the touring cast. So, honorable mentions to Giselle Soleil Aeon. I said all of that wrong. Who plays Jenna. And then David Sokoler, who plays Dr. Pometer. Dominic Kent, who plays Becky. Gabriella Marzetta, who plays Dawn. And then, yeah. Brian Lundy plays Ogie. Sean Smith plays Earl. Jake Mills plays Cal. Michael R. Douglas plays Joe. All good. They... (sighs) Oh my gosh. Beautiful. So then... After she used to be mine, she sings this song because when you pour out your heart, you go into labor. <laughs> yeah, naturally. But then the like weirdest choreography thing happens and I do not like it. It's fantastic. What I don't are you saying? Like the oh my gosh, the rhythmic, I just The music I like. The choreography weird. It's uh I don't know. I just, I like how it happens. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. Maybe it's just awkward. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, like, she's going into labor, and there's a song that's called Contraction Ballet, and it's just, like, a rhythmic, like, heartbeats and, like, rhythmic pieces of, like, a woman in labor. She's, like, breathing, and then, like, the beats are going. And so, like, it makes sense. It just feels weird to me yeah. it feels like it doesn't fit or like i don't know i just don't like it but then also like how are you gonna do that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah carrie do it better no thanks <laughs> i'm here to comment not write things <laughs> perfect <laughs> and then so she has the baby she sings everything changes literally like you get chills if you've listened to the whole musical and you get to this song you get chills at the end and i did while we were watching it i didn't think this line would impact me so much but it's one of my favorite lines in the whole thing we were both born today because everything changed and it just ah, it's so good it's just such a good transitioning moment and so powerful that like she knows everything's different now she's become a more powerful stronger woman than she ever was before and she needs to be for her daughter yeah because there's also this theme underneath of like how she turned out just like her mother turned out yeah and now she's like i'm not gonna be the same person that my mother was because my daughter needs somebody different Mm -hmm. than i had which is amazing so and then the song she like breaks up with earl she brings up with dr palmer right after all her friends are there joe gives her a card which happens to have a ton of money in it and the deed to the diner yeah so then you have the last song which is opening up the finale which is like jenna opening up lulu's pies named after her daughter and yep. it's we cried. <laughs> yep. Not 
anything else in the whole musical, but when the sign came down that said Lulu's Diner, I lost it. I can't even comprehend. I texted Jade the weekend before this that I was like 100% certain that you mattered to me was going to make me cry. And then it didn't. And then the Lulu's Pie sign falls down and I'm like, (laughs) stop. No. (laughs) Because it was just, it's a good wrap up. Like, yeah, it's cute. And then it ends and everyone's happy. And you're like left bittersweet happiness. And I like like, how they end the curtain call with more singing. That makes me happy. Right. Unlike Hadestown, where I left sad. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't exactly leave happy. I was more just like, I can't. You don't leave leave depressed, though. You leave fulfilled. Yeah, like reflective almost. Yeah. And that's Waitress. Man. Okay. Who do you want to play these roles? Jerry Jordan. All of them. Okay. (laughs) Um, Can you imagine? Hold on. Can you imagine this man as Dawn? I can. (laughs) I 100% so good. And like the fact that he's saying she used to be mine and that was my introduction to Waitress was him gender bending this song and it changed everything. It changed how I sing as a person. It taught me how to belt. It it changed everything. Didn't Jeremy Jordan and his wife sing Bad Idea? Was it Bad Idea? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love them. It was so uh, funny. In the middle of the musical, I'm sitting next to Jade. And like when Dr. Prominer does his leap Spider-Man thing, Jade turns to me and she tells me all of this. And she's like, why did I think of Andrew Garfield? And Andrew Garfield could 100% play Dr. Prominer. Yeah, he can sing. He can dance. He can leap over things. He's all legs. <laughs> yep. Awkward. Weird. I don't know. Who I would love to see play Jenna. But like one of the things that I love about Jenna is that she can be anybody. Yeah. Like they've had so many much so much diversity go through that role. Oh my gosh. Which has been amazing to see. Because like I like there's some musicals where like the main character has to be a certain type. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jenna, as long as she can sing the songs, she can be whoever you want. Yeah. But even, like, Dawn and Becky and Cal and Joe, like, have to be that way. Like, they all are very type character types. They're very typecasted. Christopher Lloyd should be Joe. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's incredible. Um, Hear me out, right? Uh few years down the line, maybe like, maybe even like 10, okay. Zendaya is Jenna. <gasps> oh, I need that. <laughs> okay, 10 years, Waitress Revival with Zendaya. Oh, 
because she's just sarcastic enough, she could get the accent just fine. It's not hard. Um, yeah. Wow. wow. Amazing. Um, the last thing I'm going to say, I think, is that I love that this musical, I was like thinking about it as we we're watching it, that it's kind of stuck in time. Yeah. It's very timeless. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, a, like, they're set in the South, like, Southern vibes. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, when it takes place, unclear. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Because this story is not unique to a certain time period. Yeah. Like, people live through this every day. Yeah. It doesn't always turn out as well as this. But, like, that story is just so timeless that it helps that the musical is also timeless. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any other thoughts? Now I'm just trying to fan cast the rest of it. <laughs> Please send us your fan casts. Who would you pay your firstborn child to see in Waitress? Your left foot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I'm trying to decide if we should rate this or not. <laughs> because it's different. Uh, like, it's hard because what... We would just have to rate the whole thing, everything yeah. together. We're just not going to. No, I want to. Okay. It's kind of, because we can't do it like Newsies, right? It's not the same. We can't do the movie and the musical separate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not how we did it. That's not fair. Yeah. I just don't know what I would rate it. Well, looky what we have here. <laughs> Oh, how the turns have tables. Stop. I was going to say that. Because, like, I like it, but it isn't perfect. Well, yeah. Like, most things are. Don't and so, like, give I don't. It a 10. Like, I don't want to get it a 10, but a 9 doesn't feel like enough for what I feel about it. <laughs> it doesn't give the right feelings. You're like, 9.25, please. Like,. Like a 9.8, I think, is like where I stand. I hate you right now. <laughs> That's dumb. I'm sorry. Um, Dang. I don't feel as strongly for Waitress that I do about Bandstand. Really? Yeah. I, like... I have so many more emotions and feelings when it comes to Bandstand, and I think it's done way better. Yeah, I can stand behind that. And, like, you have to have the perfect cast because of all the instrument playing on stage. Right. So, I'm going to rank it with Hamill Film. Eight and a half. Because it's not perfect. There are plot holes. There's some creepy stuff. And, you know, sexy time. Okay. So you're going to give it an 8.5. And and I'm going to give it a (laughs) (laughs) 9.8. I hate that. (laughs) You hardly ever rank things higher than I do. So that's really funny. I know. This is... I just, like... One, we just talked about it, and so, like, I'm definitely biased a little bit. There's a recency bias to it. But, like, the impact this has on me 
is a lot. Like, this is more impactful to me than Newsies. That hurt my feelings, but okay. Because, like, I love Newsies, but it didn't change my emotional well-being. I'm sorry. Him taking off his hat did not change your emotional well-being. Like, I didn't (laughs) leave Newsies and think about my life. And it's like, how can I be a better person? Like, who are the people in my life that remind me of this? Like, it doesn't, Newsies doesn't feel real, if that makes sense. (laughs) First of all, I just want to point out that that was a real thing that happened. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to bring that up. Second, you didn't want to leave the theater and immediately go unionize? (laughs) No. That's dumb. That I don't understand. I like things that make me think about my life in an existential crisis kind of way. And Bandstand does that. Waitress does that. Newsies does not do that. But, like, I love Newsies. It's great. I love it. It's fun. But, like, it doesn't make me rethink my whole life. I don't have the words. Okay. (laughs) You're like, and podcast over. It's fine. But yeah, like, I don't know. I think Bandstand, right this way alone, has more impact to me than she used to be mine. Yes. But you matter to me has more impact to me than right this way. Really? Yes. Alright. Right This Way is so powerful, and I'll never forget the first time I heard that song. I'll never forget the first time we watched it. Right. Like, the first time I watched that song. But, like, You Matter to Me is deeply personal. Yeah, that's fair. Right This Way is very plot-heavy. Yeah. It's an absolutely powerful song, but apart from the bandstand context, it's not as personal. That's fair. That is fair. I guess I'm just not looking at it that way. It's more like the impact as a whole, not so which, much. Which is a valid way of looking at it. We're just looking at it two different ways. Yeah. I'm being selfish. You're being artistic (laughs) you're like you're just being dumb because you like newsies the best (laughs) no you are allowed to like newsies the best it's a great musical i got to see middle schoolers do it and it just made me so happy and we get to see the same people that did lamis last year do newsies this year so (laughs) (sighs) and they did frozen i just love that (laughs) yeah that's gonna be fun. Hmm. Anyway, that was our show. We're back. We're back in full force. <laughs> and we have a longer episode this time just for you. Cause we also because we can't shut up. Can't stop talking. <laughs> there was no train in this musical. Which is another reason why it can't get a 10. <laughs> I broke Jade. There's a train in bandstand. <laughs> yeah. 
Which is why it's a 10. <sighs> I just... I We have to watch the movie again. There's no way. There's no way there's not a train in it. And Waitress? Yeah. There's not one in the musical, I promise you. Not in the musical, but in the movie. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to watch it. I guess there's just a bus. Oh, that gives less points. That takes points away. To be fair, all kind of trains count. Like, model trains would count. Yeah, or not somebody talks trains. about a train, it top counts. So, we'll just have to be on the lookout. Yeah, but not a bus. Buses are gross. Anyway, Jade, do we have social media in case people forgot in the last three months? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes I tweet really funny stuff, so... Just anything that comes to mind at Curly Critics Pod. We've got a Gmail and an Instagram by the same name. I think we're still on Facebook. I'm not really sure how we that are. works. We're not allowed to upload podcasts to it anymore. Oh. That was a that weird was... update I got. That's weird. I don't know. It's fine. They're anyway. like, yeah, we're going to take this away because you suck. Interesting. Boo. Um, we do not have a LinkedIn. Sorry. If you really want us to have a LinkedIn, we will not make one. (laughs) I think that's it. Yeah. Join our Patreon. We have merch. Maybe at some point we'll make new merch. Oh, yeah. There's other things to worry about right now. We need to make, like, episodes, guys. Yeah. Let us uh, know if there's anything you'd like us to review. Like, that's fun. I haven't asked that in a while. Yeah, I've got some things that people re- recommended that we do in January. Oh. That we should do at some point. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of summer plans. Right now, we're optimistic. Ask us again in three months. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll see you next time we see you. Ride a train. Yeah. That's all. That's it. Bye. Bye. I guess. <laughs>